Hello and welcome to the Senti Sum Support Insights podcast, where we hear insightful stories and actionable strategies from CX and customer service leaders. In this episode, we caught up with Cornelia Brinkman, head of CX at Organic Basics. Organic Basics is a fast-growing, sustainable, climate-conscious clothing brand based in Denmark. But besides fighting climate change, Organic Basics has been building an innovative customer service experience. The conversation focuses on the Organic Basics customer support prioritization strategy, which Cornelia and her team have set up to automatically decide which conversations are answered first. The team has built a complex set of rules and triggers that prioritize inbound tickets in real time based on CRM data, language, and funnel depth. In this episode, you'll learn how organic basics choose which support conversations to prioritize, how auto prioritization drives efficiency, cuts costs, and increases sales at organic basics' online store, how auto prioritization has significantly improved the agent experience, and finally, what planning and collaboration was needed to get the process set up. If you're keen to dig deeper into the topic of support ticket prioritization, we've actually written about this subject before. So head over to the Sentinel blog to read those articles. I hope you enjoy the episode and before we go on, don't forget to hit subscribe because Cornelia will be back with us next week to talk about how e-commerce companies can build sustainable returns processes. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Okay, so I think the best place to start is just a quick intro to who you are and like where you work and, and that kind of thing, if that's fine. Yeah, for sure, definitely. So my name is Cornelia and I'm the head of CX at Organic Basics, which is a Danish DNVB creating underwear and activewear, everyday essentials that are ethically produced in Europe. Nice. I joined there in at the end of 2019 as the first full-time CXer and have since built and scaled the team from hiring to training to process systems, you know. And, and so we've grown quite a bunch since. We're a team of nine now, very international team with 10 nationalities on my team alone. And yeah, many of them come from bilingual backgrounds and bring lots of different languages and culture. And so that also makes it a lot of fun and obviously also makes sense from a customer perspective to be able to meet customers in their own language where possible. Yeah, that's cool. Is it mainly Europe? So we're, yeah, so we're Danish, as I said. So Denmark has kind of historically been our biggest market, but it's actually since been overtaken by Germany and France is really, really big as well. And so, so like generally Central Europe is, is definitely our biggest market, but we sell to the UK as well and to, to the States in Canada and we have customers in Asia so it's kind of like we sell to I think 80 different countries if I'm not wrong so we're accessible to quite a few countries but but we're definitely most known in Europe cool okay I love that I love your mission as well it's great and I can I'm definitely behind the sustainable fashion yeah I think our mission actually like in the wording our mission is uh, that we are here to help solve the climate crisis one piece of garment at a time and we're kind of aware that like sustainability is hard to actually achieve in the in the fashion industry but we work with goals like low impact net zero carbon negativity to kind of try and push the industry in in a better direction than where it's previously been nice that's really cool definitely okay so the topic that we're going to talk about today was about how innovative and interesting like the routing process that you have and and for anyone who doesn't know cx at organics basics also covers customer support right i think that's not always like 100 in every company um so we're talking about routing and prioritization of support tickets which yeah which sounds like a really innovative kind of way like that i'd not heard before could you yeah i guess just to, to kick us off onto that subject what's the big picture of of how that works what is what is like kind of prioritization routing and how does that look for you definitely 
so for us, we use um, we use customer data to route conversations. So we'll use data that we have, for instance, from our Shopify, since we're an e-commerce business, from our newsletter platform, from our returns system, and and kind of all of it usually is linked through the email address. So if or a phone number, you know, the kind of the data that a customer would would enter in either a, a newsletter or Shopify um, circumstances, placing an order, signing up, and so on. And then we kind of use that data to help us understand where is this customer coming from in their customer journey right now. So to give you an example, when a customer reaches out and we can see that this email address is associated with an order that was placed in the last 24 hours, okay. then we can make a pretty solid assumption that if they're reaching out now, it's most likely because they have questions about the order, they want to change something. So we really want to get to that message before their order ships, because once the order ships, it's really hard for us to make changes, whether it's to the address or the content itself. And, and, and so that's something that we would prioritize quite heavily. And another thing we would do is if, um, if for instance, an email address has no orders associated to it, then, but we can see they're signed up for the newsletter. And, and Ben, you've worked in marketing as well for many years. Like, you'll know that's kind of a hot lead. So they've shown interest in the brand, and but they haven't quite yet kind of gotten around to, to purchasing the product or, or placing an order. Um, so there's also kind of an opportunity for us to turn that into a sale. So that will kind of go a specific route within our system. And we can also check if, if customers have placed an order and we can see it's older than 24 hours, but it's still their first order. That's also a really great opportunity to make a good impression you know first time buyers want to make sure that they get quick and helpful service if there's any questions they have about yet yeah, their returns or any of the sizing or care and wash instructions or anything like that we want to make sure that we can service that quite quickly for returns sorry go ahead sorry to interrupt so one of these things like you make an assumption i guess beneficial to you or the customer in some way and you see like a trigger for it and then what will happen it will like triage that to i don't know just triage it to the top of the queue or how does that work so we have multiple queues and so we probably have like 12 different queues in our system and they're divided into a priority queue and then that priority queue will have four or five languages depending on who's at work and, and kind of who we've, who we've got so if it, we can see it's placed within the last 24 hours and the language is German it will go straight to a priority German queue and that queue itself has a very high priority so if anything pops into that queue the system kind of has an algorithm that will offer the message kind of like a push notification to the person who speaks that language who's available right now and then the same is like if we can see it's a it's not a priority so order was placed more than 24 hours ago but it's a kind of a circumstance that we consider as a lead it'll go to the lead queue and then again kind of like based on language we'll sort it into four or five different language categories so we have like with all the different language variations and the different kind of customer journey stages we have probably around 12 15 queues in our system and those queues are prioritized so priority queues are up here and then you know the the leads and the first order and so on and the returns so that we can make sure that whatever is time sensitive we get to that first no matter what time during the day if anything pops into that priority queue it's going to be pushed out first even though there's other queues that might have something that's less time sensitive and i noticed as you said pushed out there so i guess it doesn't rely on the agent to like check the queue but it goes to no, that. and that's actually really really beautiful it's it's a bit different than some of the systems that i worked with previously with this system it's it's a danish company as well called dixa and they kind of really encourage customers uh, sorry they really encourage agents not having to spend time to dig through and find out okay what do i need to answer next but instead you kind of code this algorithm you put in all the data that you want to add figure out your priorities and then the system will automatically push it onto the agents 
that are available. Okay, cool. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, I like the idea. I really, yeah, I really like the idea of agents really just not having to do anything, but just just talk to customers and and to like do what they're good at. Like the exactly. Human. I mean, like you say, that's what they're good at, right? Because they're like, there's no reason for us to spend time to do something that a machine can do ten times faster than us. And then instead, we actually use that time to be the humans we are, to build relationships, to you know, crack a joke with the customer if it's appropriate, and and to really build these connections because that's kind of what where we see where we see our our customer service or customer love, uh, as as we call it, actually comes in and, and really makes a difference for for the customer. And, and the happier the customer is, the better experience they have, the more likely they also stick with the brand in the long run. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you so? Do you like train agents to encourage people into sales, or do you? Is everyone trained the same? Or do you have like particular agents? Everybody's trained the same way. So we're a very kind of uh, flat and, and organization, and, and everybody has all the skills that are needed across the departments. And, and customer service is one of the things that we do, and, and all of us actually do it on a daily basis. And they. There's no, we don't really distinguish between uh, who works on which queues necessarily. So there's not like the ones that are experts at creating sales and the ones that are experts at resolving critical issues. Everybody's able to do all of that and kind of step in where it's needed, which also makes it quite agile and flexible to really put resources where wherever it's needed at the time. That makes sense. I guess if you're like an enormous organization, it might make sense to like go into skills to, I don't know, to specialize, but also it's much more interesting for an agent to have a variety of experiences. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the more you can make the day interesting and, and not monotone, the more likely they're also going to be to kind of keep giving these really excellent experiences to customers because they're motivated intrinsically. But you're right, obviously scale comes into it at some point and then it might make sense to to kind of slice it a bit more and, and make sure to, to train people to more focused areas if, if, if the volume is kind of where that makes sense. Definitely. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I'd like to like go into the rules that you use. I guess, how did you mm -hmm. just which contacts to prioritize and that kind of thing you mentioned a few different things there i love that so many times i bought a t-shirt from a brand and then it's gone to the wrong address because i typed in the wrong address or something and then it goes there anyway even though i was like immediately emailing them and that just feels wasteful for you to you right like even though you did your bit to rectify your message right away but if, if it just doesn't get seen in the in the inbox of, of a million other things then it's time consuming for you and time consuming for reps to fix the mistake and also just wasteful in terms of the planet of the emissions of it going back and forth so yeah so there's a lot of reasons to do it um for us being an e-commerce business obviously like orders leaving the warehouse is kind of what what is really critical for us but you could really like plug anything you could plug a uh, customer lifetime value if that's something that's important to you or mps scores or order numbers or whatever so i think it the, the exercise would kind of be to figure out like you as a customer and um, you as a customer service team what is it that matters to your customers but what, what kind of data points do you have available and and how can you use those to get the best out of it to make a priority or some kind of like algorithm and routing that that offers the most value to to you okay so i guess it all comes back at the end of the day to how does it add more value to the business even if it is like making customers like you more and have a great time but yeah i guess there's that there's like some that are much more kind of hard on okay we need to get the sale make it easier for them to check out or make it the sale quicker and then there's the others which are more about experience yeah yeah definitely i mean it's again it depends on what you're prioritizing but but for us the leads queue for instance was was really really helpful like to just kind of take that knowledge of this email is signed up to the newsletter but has never 
never place an order in our system. Like that's, it's quite interesting information and you can do with it what you like, but you could interpret it as, as okay, they're reaching out now. Most likely they're actually curious now to place an order or have questions about sizing or whatever. And then like you say, like ease that checkout process has yeah. been quite, quite lucrative for us in terms of conversion. That's cool. Very interesting. Is there anything, so like, do you continuously update these rules or would you, is there anything you would do differently if you could go back to the process from the start? Yeah, super good question. I mean, we've kind of had like, uh, we've had our iterations of it. Like I think the first kind of version that we had was to, to use um, phrases or wording like in an email. So if somebody mentions like order change or something like that, then that would like trigger the prioritization. But it's just not as bulletproof as if you actually use the customer data to back up that decision where to route. Or we would use kind of like certain keywords to detect the language. And that can work in most cases. But again, if you actually, I think we hooked up the Google Translate API basically, which is like with 99% like security can detect languages. And that's just going to make it much more efficient. So I think when we implemented this, it was in the beginning of the year. We kind of played around with it in December and sat down also with like a cross-departmental team. So there was some people from my team. There was some people, our backend developers. There was somebody from Insights. Um, and together we kind of figured out, okay, which data do we have? What makes sense? And I think that was a pretty good process. And we're still pretty happy with kind of where we are now. Six months later, we're really seeing uh, the, the fruits of the labor because it, it does take some time to, to set up. But we're monitoring it in the sense that sometimes conversations anyway then end up in the wrong queue and it's kind of like okay but this should have been here why is it not here and we've actually like kept a list and said like okay this conversation id ended up here should have been here and then once we had kind of like i don't know 50 cases over the course of three months or so we went back to our our developer and back to to dixel so helped us set this up to figure out okay why what's what do these cases have in common and it turns out there was something about the way they get in contact where language detection wasn't as good as it was for email and live chat and for some of the other things because it was more like a contact form and then those things kind of like come up over time and then you fine tune and can kind of like iterate on it and make it nice that's cool it's nice that dix is helping you with this as well yeah they're great definitely what so so what kind of like language stuff are you detecting are you really using words to like you know like returns to just send it into a returns pile yeah that's what we used to do and then it worked like some of the time and some of the time it just didn't work so so now it would the only the only language detection we do is or the only wording detection we do is based on that google translate api um, which will tell us that this conversation is from ben and he's speaking english so it should definitely go to the english queue whichever one whichever priority then it fits into and we'll do the same with German, Danish, obviously, French, and so on. Sorry, so it's like the, it's actually just detecting which language it is, not like... Exactly. So the, the language detection tells you which language or which agent can reply. And then the customer data will tell you where and the kind of priority of all the different cues it, it should feed in so that it would be replied at the most sensible time to in relation to which issue it is. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, very interesting. It sounds very complex and interesting and like fun to set up. It's super fun to set up, yeah. But I think definitely like having a backend developer, having someone from your insights team or someone having someone who's tried it before to give some some good advice really helps. And then the CX team are the ones who can kind of say, this is what we get a lot. And this is where usually like conversations end up wrong and this is what we want to fix. And, and then together it kind of, it becomes a really nice process. To okay, yeah, interesting. And it needs to be like a, a group thing, right? Yeah. yeah. 
It adds so much more value, definitely. Where, where have you seen like the biggest impact? Like what, what's the benefit? So like one of the things we also previously have had is that we had this like timeout. So we had, let's say a support queue that was kind of just general inquiries. But then we had this rule that like if they would, uh, weren't, wouldn't be answered after 24 hours, because we hadn't gotten to them yet, then they would be moved to what was then the priority queue. And it just ended up being like in peak season times, especially the priority queue, which actually also had all the cases that should were more time sensitive, were also just cluttered with like older messages. And so the priority queue was just kind of always this big long queue that that just wasn't really actually priority cases. And, uh, and just kind of refiguring out that like, okay, it timed out, but maybe it should just be offered in the same queue again and not everything just moving to priority. So you really keep that priority level really clean for the cases that come in that actually need instant help. That was a really big game changer for us. Okay, interesting. Did you say earlier like that you had seen like a lot of like increase in sales from this kind of thing or or do, do you see like customer satisfaction rising or what do you think has been the impact like or the benefit of that? Yeah. I think for us, the benefit has definitely been efficiency. And so with that, there was an, a bunch of other things that we did, like integrating more of our systems because we were anyway pulling the API. So it made sense to also put kind of the, like a little sidebar where you can have like your newsletter sign up and see, have they actually signed up for the newsletter? Yes or no. And if so, when, if they, for instance, reach out and say, hey, I didn't receive the newsletter yet. You can quite quickly just basically click on one link and it'll take you directly to their profile inside Klaviyo, for instance. And the same with like Shopify orders. Just one click will I like the overview will be there but just one click will take you directly to where you kind of need to go and and just overall like it's improved a lot of efficiency within the team in terms of reply time in terms of the the time sensitive cases that I mentioned before actually being handled on time and and just being able to fix a lot of the the issues before it was too late and so resulting in a much much better experience for the customer and less cost for us and obviously like when I say efficiency has gone up and reply time has gone up it's a bit of a, a mixed bag of, of a lot of things that kind of uh, were optimized so not everything can be credited only to the routing but it definitely creates a much more clean experience also for agents that they don't like a french speaker will not be offered a danish conversation that then they won't be able to answer and have to put somewhere else and then it also just lacks the reply time for the customer right like all the time it takes for their conversation to kind of be passed around internally before anybody actually gets to answer it like that's that's just waste of time so so that's been completely eliminated nice cool yeah it seems like a bit of all benefit i think the integration side of things is is cool too it's it's so nice to have everything in one sort of place what else can i ask you on this topic actually what would you want to know if you're listening i think if i were listening out um i'd be curious to kind of like where do i start if i want to if i want to implement this and i think it's probably a lot of tools like offer something similar so a lot of support tools so i think also a good starting point is just having a chat with them and kind of figuring out do they have any additional tools or, or services or integrations that that you as a company might not be making full use of yet at least that's how we got started with this it's it's really really good to just check in with them and, and kind of figure out what what can they actually offer that you're not fully using yet and then get the right people around a table and just have a conversation around it and uh, and in the end like it can seem like big and scary and and you know figuring out which data and and how do you route it and but but at the end of the day like if once you kind of just start having a conversation maybe you can start you can start somewhere usually always and then you can always like build on that later and that would be my recommendation cool yeah so like start yeah get talking to your provider i think they a lot of the time they have stuff that 
that you that you would never even know about hopefully it's free as well in your package yeah usually exactly i mean obviously like there's there's a lot of upsell and so on and that's not really what what i'm getting at it's more like the yeah. things that are like in your package and on your level like are you actually fully utilizing all the things that they can offer yeah and their su customer success teams and stuff should be on it helping you really yeah awesome thank you so much that's been a great topic thank you for thanks for coming on and talking about it we're gonna i know we're gonna talk again on the next episode of this podcast so i'll see you then perfect great Thanks so much.